This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Show Up, Make Noise. My name is Zach. I'm Rick. And I am Sam. And this week we have a super special guest. Hey guys, we got a super special guest this weekend. I want y'all, I want to introduce y'all to uh, our friend, Leader Jake. Well, hi there, Jake. Hey. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to Lulugans on the Prairie. We don't I'd cut. Say we're off the rails, but we clearly haven't built it yet. <laughs> we don't cut, so this is where we are. <laughs> Starting hot. Train will be here next month. I can't breathe. <laughs> On episode seven, it's your turn to do something stupid for no reason. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, uh, hi, Jake. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Doing great, man. Doing way, great. way better now, man. Yeah, way right. <laughs> to see how many times I could screw up an intro. Uh, <laughs> we've never done one right yet, so uh, we'll see if we can keep doing it. All right, so this is Show Up, Make Noise. We are a podcast talking all things uh, St. Louis support, making noise, TFOs, uh, those types of things. Uh, we're here just to start a conversation. Uh, we want to talk to you. We want to hear back from you uh, about what you are uh, doing what you're excited about uh, leading up to St. Louis City and just St. Louis soccer in general. So, uh, boys, what happened this week? Anything exciting? Anything you want to talk about right off the top of the bat before we uh, get into our nicely handwritten schedule that I wrote out? I've determined my whole goal in life is, you know, when when you're in a situation and you look at somebody else and you think, I want to be that rich. Like, that's the kind of rich I want to be. I had that moment when we started looking at club and plaza and sideline field level and the commitments and price that came with them. I said, man, one day, one day I will be close to thinking about maybe roughly potentially accidentally dreaming about being that rich. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand that. Have you, did you actually get pricing on those things? Have you... No, but I'm okay. also not going to shy away from the rumors as at this point, if it's on Twitter, what's what's the accuracy? It's got to be in the 80 percent by now. So what do you got? I, I have not really paid attention to those numbers. What are you uh, hearing on those? Uh, there is a multi-year commitment expected for a bunch of that with a, uh, a percentage down payment that you're looking at Centene, Emerson, Amron, uh being the level of company that could afford that. So then that's like the big luxury box or is that everything kind of in that? Uh, we're seeing like that's on the top end. Okay. And uh, you know, when, when you get a little down further down in the group packages, it's, it's the same kind of commitment, like a multi-year commitment. Like how cool is it to get a box for the very first season of this club of all time ever? And then like, what if we suck? You think that's why they're getting a multi-year commitment in case we Cincinnati this? No, I mean, I have a I have a wild conspiracy theory that part of it is because they need that income to also accomplish other big things for the first season of the club. And this is a way to do that without maybe being too uh, out there. 
with it maybe yeah wasn't it charlotte that went with the crazy high uh psls and or just psls in general and then crazy high ticket prices yeah yeah so we don't want to we don't want to do that and we don't want to be austin charging uh away supporters 70 dollars to come sit in the corner of a stadium and not be able to see a game yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, content with my email from Caleb, and I'm on the list that eventually we'll be able to reconnect and uh, and talk about it, and that's good enough for me, man. Yeah, what would be the uh, the irony that none of us actually make it into the tickets? You know, we don't we don't get high enough on that draw. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. I think I was probably like person number seven on that. Uh, you know, I, I said it at work today too when something entirely predictable happened, but it was shocking. I no longer possess a surprised face. So in a universe where that may come to fruition in an alternate timeline when I don't know, Iron Man wasn't the poster child for the Avengers, which he shouldn't have been. uh, I might be surprised, but no, (laughs) I don't know, man. I it's uh, I I guess, you know, it it sucks if you want to get those seats, uh, but also, you know, it's not hurting Amron. You know, Amron Amron can pay. Fifty or sixty thousand dollars, you know, up front, no big deal because yeah. that's not even you know a one department's paper budget for that week. So you know, it's uh, yeah, I can't imagine that anybody's really hurting. You know, if you're a family of four and you're trying to buy, you know, seats where it's three hundred dollars a seat and you have to buy six years in advance, maybe that sucks. But yeah. you know, then don't have that many kids. It'd be even awkward to have another kid. <laughs> like. <laughs> Sorry, man. We signed the contract before you came around. <laughs> yeah, no, you and we are Why in. Does we're Timmy in. have to stay with the nanny when we go to the soccer game? No, it's just when you don't take any of them, you start selling those two tickets. Oh, oh yeah, you, those oh, tickets pay for the babysitter. Well, well, I don't think we can do that. I think that's going to get you in trouble <laughs> if we're going to get if we're talking about you getting in trouble. I feel like proposing uh, no, selling I, children is probably not going to. Uh, I do not condone any of that. But that's my that's my one. Oh shit! I said it uh, for the night. Uh, but yeah, boys, any thoughts on uh, ticket prices? Leader Jake, you, you should probably have some some hard uh, hard ideas of what ticket price it should be. Um, I mean, yeah, I kind of like Sam's conspiracy theory. It's an easy way just to get a bunch of cash up front from people who have it. Um, otherwise, I'm just waiting for us peons to get the call about the supporter section tickets and hopefully they don't require a six year commitment. <laughs> yeah. What? uh if you were to ballpark, because we've seen, uh, you know, Nash, I don't think Nashville had a an aggressive ticket plan. I that came in around the ballpark that I expected, uh, you know. But then we've seen some of what like Austin was trying to do. So like, you know, what's a what's a ballpark which you would expect to see for? Um, yeah, I'm hoping for somewhere closer to Nashville than Austin for sure, just because I think. They want to like have a stadium. It looks good, nice and full, and they don't want to price people out. Like it seems like they have a good idea of, you know, make this accessible to people. We don't need like Cardinals Cubs tickets on a Saturday prices for you know a random game when Cincinnati still sucks three years from now. So you thinking like thirty five dollars a game, thirty five forty dollars a game, something like that? Yeah, somewhere in that range. And that's in the standing room end. Yeah. 
I guess I'm hoping for forty dollars. Forty dollars would be nice. I think you a know, game. Yeah, I think I don't know. Is thirty, thirty-two, thirty-five? I don't know. What's the? I would assume that's going to be the. You know, I would assume if you're buying season tickets, it's going to be a little bit less than that. But I would yeah, assume was, that's going to be the normal person price. Would be thirty-five, it, forty. It, if it starts with a three, I'm not mad as long as there's only like one other number or a decimal. Well, is the team hoping to like adopt flexible? ticket cost practices the way the Cardinals have, you know, there's going to be some games that are just not as desirable to go to weak opponent, bad season, nobody of interest coming in from out of town, you know, could, you know, a cheap ticket for that one run 10, 15 bucks. But when Chicago or KC comes to town and maybe both of us are in a playoff push. Yeah, and I'm sure they will try and fill the seats however they can fill the seats. So if they've got a bunch of tickets for a game, I'm sure they'll do some ticket bundles or, you know, you get your hot dog and your soda for free or, you know, you get everybody in, you know, a family pack for four tickets for 60 bucks or something, you know, top well, row. Shameless plug. We did put that on the list at the last fan council meeting. Did we? Yeah. The like family pack type yeah, of thing. Specifically things. that with yeah. like the popcorns and the hot dogs or like the guys night. Uh you know, where it comes with food and beer, or girls night, which is the exact same package because you shouldn't differentiate all's fair, uh, but then have like uh, like a date night package or, you know, something like that. So, you know, those are all I would be interested in seeing more bundles like that. Yeah, the Cardinals tend to do stuff like that when they do have like, you know, a weeknight game against the Marlins or some other <laughs> shitty team that no one cares about. Like, I'll get those email deals like, hey, get all inclusive tickets for 50 bucks or whatever, just so they can like try and fill those seats. I mean, yeah, I, I'm all for it. I I don't subscribe to anything the Cardinals do, but I assume that that would be a great deal. I used to get tickets on uh, like Craigslist all the time. Just look for t- people who are selling tickets and then try and get them like five minutes before the game started yeah. because they anybody will take any amount of money <laughs> right before a game. We starts. did uh, blues games like Same. 10 games a year at least, and we did it exclusively on how close to game time can I get those glass seats? And we were sitting on the glass for like 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yep. We do the same, especially when the blues were bad. And if there was any chance of there being snow that night, you could get whatever tickets you wanted in that building for 10 bucks. I absolutely believe that. My 21st birthday, we rolled up and there wasn't a snowflake in sight. And by the time we left that game, after getting embarrassed at the end of the third period by the Coyotes, of all people, uh, there was like a foot of snow on the ground. It was awesome. The arena was empty. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't awesome for whoever had to drive, probably, but uh, it's fine. it wasn't your problem. It was your 21st birthday. Yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rick, Jake, any uh, other things that came up this week that you found interesting on the, the interwebs or uh, soccer related? No, I played a show this week, so I did nothing but like focus on the show. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. I wasn't on Twitter much this weekend, so I don't have much either. I understand that. How'd you guys uh, feel about that U.S. Women's National Team uh, Olympic opener today? What now? Oh, uh, women got embarrassed by uh, Sweden. Well, at least it was somebody good. Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely a good team. But yeah, they got uh, I did not get up at two or three o'clock in the morning or whatever it was to watch it. But um yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I rolled out and the first thing I said was, oh, I'm so glad I didn't set my alarm for that because I forgot. Uh, but also after leaving the Cardinals game up 6-1, coming home, finding out they lost 7-6, nothing surprises me. 
yeah i can also understand that uh but no i was just surprised i think the women were undefeated in 44 games or something yeah and uh yeah that's yeah, poe body's nerfed that is absolutely true that is absolutely true but i thought it was an interesting uh score today there was another news thing that i had pulled out uh oh the uh pittsburgh uh what is it is riverhounds riverhounds the yeah. usl team yes uh they did something with uh, their team picked up a chick-fil-a sponsor this oh yeah this yeah, month yeah. and i was uh something it, more or less just kind of giving props to our front office at least thus far seemed to get that maybe chick-fil-a wouldn't be a great sponsor for us uh you know just for a lot of reasons um but also you know we're trying to stay local so hopefully we'll try and stay yeah, away from a like lot of those big steak and white castle <laughs> yeah we could uh we can get half the closed steak and shakes in st louis to sponsor st louis city it solves the tailgate problem you can put them in the stadium and we'll guess if they're open <laughs> i do have to give like the steel army came out right away with a statement against it and like props to the yeah, team see that yeah. like props to the team for listening and reverting because there's lots of teams who will like just ride the wave like let it ride out and hope that everyone forgets but props to them for like just doing the one game they allegedly had to do and then like canceling it yeah and i i i agree with that and i guess i probably didn't see the resolution of that so i'm glad that you did because i didn't see how that ended up turning out but i was i was happy to see that the supporters reacted the way they did and made a you know made a statement and just tried to uh nip it at the bud yeah and accomplished their uh their desired goal you know they were very clear in the letter like they they didn't hold back about how they felt about it. no not at all it's very yeah. cool to see. And I mean, I feel like that we have a very similar in the Luligans. We uh, have a very similar feeling, you know, on, on inclusion and that, you know, anybody who's supporting yeah. anything that's uh, anti LGBTQA uh, or any of those things, it's just not going to fly with us. So um, and supporters are using their power. And I think that's good. Yeah, I was just I was just about to say it's so just a handful of years ago. It was all, you know, how are the clubs abusing the SGs? And I mean, that's still around. I don't want to shortchange that. But every subject was the clubs are finding excuses and loopholes and policies and security and, and things to to curb the SG or, or to, you know, limit something to, to take away from our perspective, what would be like a spirit of the game, you know, and you're starting to see more, especially in the last year where, you know, supporters groups are reminding clubs through their words and actions that they are as big of a part of the heart and soul of a club, you know, as like the front office and honestly bigger because they're on the ground doing all of this. So it's very cool to see kind of that paradigm shift, you know, especially, uh, you know, in Columbus with everything that's going on and in Pittsburgh and just, you know, it's just a really cool shift from what MLS club screwed over what SG this week to, hey, these are public announcements and all the SGs uh, are really rallying around each other. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I I do think that there has been with the uh, European Super League and a lot of those, there's been a lot of fan movements that have really gained traction. And I think that's something that as supporters, understanding that, we can kind of put our foot down and and if they don't have noise if they don't have the things that supporters bring 
beyond just numbers and you know dollars coming in the gate if they don't have the atmosphere that people associate with that game all of a sudden they lose that spectacle aspect and i think that is really kind of the power that supporters groups have and 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 why we can be so you know i guess influential hopefully moving forward for the for the good not for negative things yeah spending a year watching empty stadiums on tv i think affected a lot of perspectives Mm -hmm. and fans feel a lot more empowered uh because you can replace a lot of elements with tv magic but everybody's gonna know when you're putting canned crowd noise into a, uh, a public address system it was terrible. Yeah. And I mean, it's better than empty. Don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. Like can crowd noise is better than nothing because there's nothing more depressing than a, a noiseless a sporting event. I it will just, take the noiseless. Honestly, really? I, no. I will disagree with you. 100 percent. I can't. I see can't. both sides, man, because yeah. you saw it in a single series of, of like a month. You had, you know, in Bundesliga and Premier League games in dead silence. And I really liked being able to hear the players communicating and yeah, screaming at each other, like especially in Bundesliga, because they are loud. But I feel like you could still do that. Like, I feel like even with the can crowd noise, you still didn't lose a lot of the player yelling. Like, it- no, uh, I mean, enough of it. But also, if I'm going to have noise instead of players yelling, I want it to be the yellow wall. I want it to be, you know, a stand full of people, you know. Even if it's the people I don't like because they're wearing the other jersey. So for 90 minutes, they're dead to me. Yeah. Um, I would just rather them be doing it versus. Oh, I'm you know, 100%. Yeah, I always want humans over. But I I don't know, man. I get just empty, especially when the players aren't yelling a lot. It's just listening to dead silence is not. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, I have music on 24 seven. If I'm not sleeping, I'm listening to music. So silence is not my friend. Anyway, the voices in my head are too loud. Um, so, uh, so jumping off of that, then we had a ton of conversations that happened on Twitter this week. And I want to thank you all for jumping in and doing those things. But actually, before we get to Twitter conversations, let's talk to Jake, because we brought Jake here specifically to talk um, ISC and then Thieves and uh, all the things that Jake is involved with. Now, we call <laughs> clear up leader Jake a little bit. We call leader Jake leader Jake uh, because... Uh, the Brad and Mitch, I think, just nominated you, right? They just decided that you you got stuff done and that we were just going to make you leader, correct? So the short version of that story is um, we went to Atlanta for the Open Cup a few years back. Um, we were in Georgia when um, we found out from the Atlanta front office that we couldn't bring the drums we brought along in, um, which gets into like the away supporters Bill of Rights stuff that you guys have talked about before. Um, so Mitch and Brad were trying to deal with that. People were freaking out within the group. Some people in the group decided to blame Brad and Mitch for reasons I'll never fathom. So Brad was very frustrated at this point. I happened to be sitting across the bus aisle from him. So he just declared that I was a leader and that all problems went to me. And that's, that's how I became leader Jake. But I mean, it's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad title. You do actually take care of a lot of things. Uh, you randomly just picked up a drum when we needed a drum uh, a couple years ago. Uh, you uh, just started manning the tailgate breakdown. So you took care of all those types of things. Uh, so, you know, I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, Jake has jumped in and done a lot of stuff 
just because somebody needed to do it. And that is the Luligan way. Uh, I've said it a bunch of times on here and I will keep saying it. The best way to get involved with a group like this is pick up something where somebody needs something picked up. And whether that's picking up trash or helping paint a TIFO or doing whatever you can, when somebody asks for help, you're able to do it. That's how you get ingrained in this group. And Jake is the perfect example of that because literally every time someone's like, Hey, can we do this? Jake's like, yeah, I can figure that out. So, um, so Jake, let's talk about ISC stuff. Um, what is the independent supporters council and why should people give a credit? Sure. So it's a group of supporters groups across the country, USL, um, MLS, all the different alphabet soup leagues. And um, I'm just going to read this straight from their website so I don't screw it up. It says the independent supporters council is a collective that's here to promote supporters culture and advocate for the treatment of supporters. So basically the way I kind of think of it is almost like a like labor union for supporters groups. So I know, um, the MLS can be a very capitalist organization at times, which is why, you know, labor unions exist in that and like the business world. So the ISC is kind of like that for the supporters world. I like it. And uh, we actually kind of get into a little bit of uh, we, we talk to a or I guess I kind of sort of talk to a sub- Seattle supporter uh, via Twitter this week. And uh, they mentioned a couple different teams that do some. I guess corporate chanting would be the easiest way to put it. Uh, they do like a, a Captain Morgan chant or something that then Captain Morgan uses for advertisement, um, which seems real dirty to me. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, file that under, uh, man, I read it and I was like, I should be shocked. But again, I no longer own a surprised face. And it's things like this that drove me to it. Absolutely. Um my only question is if they do it at uh, the New York Red Bulls, do they also give them Red Bull to take with their Captain Morgan shots? It's a very important question. <laughs> Morgan bombs, pirate bombs. Yeah, but two DJs just emerge out <laughs> of the ground in these giant trucks before anything else happens. <laughs> oh my god, it was like the time that the Red Bull DJ truck showed up mm-hmm. at our uh, mm-hmm. tailgate, and everyone's like, park. "What is happening? <laughs> Why is this person here?" <laughs> oh my goodness i was down and everyone else is like why is this dj spinning music and i'm like this is my stuff though let's go (laughs) he was into it all by himself there wasn't more than maybe two people within 50 feet of that guy but he was vibing you were a dj you have to you know that the only you gotta you gotta be able to vibe with yourself like because nobody half the time nobody's gonna give a shit about what you're doing so uh every (laughs) only half the time what was i doing wrong (laughs) i mean (laughs) oh Oh, i have a response to that but i want to get you in trouble so (laughs) somebody get me my toasted ravioli cannon right now oh just don't get him the proval cannon (laughs) just keep thinking about it it's It's so sticky it's so mortifying to me (laughs) like shooting hot provel at somebody is like a crazy form of uh, torture that's got to be a felony right yeah it's i think it's in a geneva convention i think Uh, Uh, did did you guys not see that movie (laughs) (laughs) the geneva convention no they just shot the the Steamy Provel. Oh, don't worry. About it. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, it was, it's, was, it's was, less funny if I have to explain. No, I get it. No, I'm, I was just. I always call them films. So. <laughs> <laughs> Respect the artistry. Uh, get my reel. <laughs>
my god. Uh, so <laughs> no, I, I think it's important that we have you know such a generational <laughs> such a generational divide <laughs> represented equally. <laughs> Absolutely, it's just because uh, we're we're so different in age groups. Uh, we're gonna have to post this episode on your only. <laughs> I mean, it always posts on the only Sam's. They just get the extra content. Hey, I may I may be thirty one, but my knees are collecting Social Security right now. I'll tell you that. Uh, so let's go back to independent supporters council because uh, they might need to help us after this. So, um, so kind of like a labor union for for supporters, which I I dig. I think that you know we were just talking about the power of supporters, and obviously anything is more um, potent when you can get more people in on it. And so um, things like the Pittsburgh uh, situation, or just other um, you know things where supporters groups have had to unite you know for um seeking punishment for racist acts or you know somebody throwing something at someone um it's just it's a nice background net to have and and again resources and those types of things like um the uh away supporters bill of rights now i don't know has anything like in the group happened with that have you seen anything kind of moving on that at all so i'm not familiar with anything i am pretty new to it to be completely fair i do know that they have um kind of an away day report you can fill out so you can say like i'm part of this group we went and hung out with this group with this team and you can kind of say like what went well what didn't go well and that kind of thing so that does exist kind of within the group but again, there's nothing. Uh, Sam looks like he wants to talk. No, I, I mean I'm just leaning into the mic. Okay. Uh, is, is so mean, we have a report card somewhere. Like, well, is that's, that I was just about to say. So, so they kind of they just catalog every everybody's away experience. So, if you're headed to a club and and you're not really sure what that experience or that environment is going to be like, you can pull up you know, one of these forms from a different SG and see like, okay, well, last time uh, Chattanooga was there, this happened and this happened. But when Pittsburgh came into town, this other thing happened. So, you know, we can anticipate roughly what kind of our day and our experience is going to be like. Yeah. So all the stuff looks like it's dumped into like a Google Sheets document. I don't know if anything gets used, like if it gets used beyond like, hey, it's a reference you can look at. But I think that's at least like a basis. So you can kind of have like almost like a receipt of, you know, if someone six months later says, hey, I'll pick on Atlanta since I brought them up earlier. Atlanta was shitty and didn't let us bring drums in. You can go back and like see, hey, they reported this at the time. And I think when it first happened, Seattle said they had a similar thing happen. So you can like see all those kind of receipts in there. Very cool. Like an unfair practices list. Almost kind of like there's good and bad. Like everything's in there. It's not just the shitty ones. Now, is there any requirement to be a part of independent supporters council? I know there's some kind of fee involved, but is there like, do you have to have so many people? Do you have to have a charter? Do you have to have any of those things? Like what is the requirement? So I don't know all the requirements offhand. I do know that you do have to submit an application and then um, members actually vote like yes, no. And then there's a third, which is provisional, I think is what they call it. Basically like you're in, but we're keeping an eye on you. Um, and there are, um, there are guidelines where a group can get kicked out. I don't think it's ever happened, but that is like codified. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, I, I assume there's probably lots of things, you know, I just didn't know if you knew the specifics on what it is. I'm going to fire you. Uh, you're not, you're not <laughs> living up to my, uh, 
know all standards, Jake. I expect I with a name like Leader Jake, I expect you to know everything. There's a lot to dig into, and I went on vacation <laughs> for a week and a half after I got access to I'm, it. <laughs> I'm joking with you. I'm not angry. You you've seen how much yeah. prep I do. I handwrite my notes and then copy them for people. Yeah, so. but you have lovely handwriting. <laughs> we not- have also been like I don't want to say leveling up every show, but you know, we went in without any, we went in on a phone, then we went in on a single sheet of paper, and now everybody has a copy of show notes. That's, That's true. true. That is true. We're, we're, we're getting better. We're getting better. Uh, it's just because there was honestly so much stuff that happened on Twitter this week that if I didn't write it down, and there's no way we're getting through all this because we don't have 12 hours to sit here and talk about what happened. On that Twitter sounds like a week. challenge. <laughs> Sam will just pass out. Sam works harder than uh, I've ever thought about working. Yeah, so. challenge rejected. <laughs> Rick doesn't say much, but he does jump in when uh, time comes up. Oh, they don't call him the best color man in the game for nothing. <laughs> uh, we did have one other piece of news that I wanted to talk about only because it was St. Louis City related and we don't do a lot of news. Um, but John Hacksworth, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, Louisville City coach. We didn't know what was going to happen to him. Hackworth? Hackworth. Is it singular? Uh, it's, okay. it's No, this is good though because Look, you're guys. you're you're staying on brand yeah, and that's absolutely. what matters. Yeah, I never never get a thing right. In <laughs> fact, my notes are even wrong cuz I'm pretty sure I have the S in there. Oh, the S is definitely in oh, there, yeah, but I was not going to red pen your show notes. <laughs> like that wouldn't that wouldn't be fair. To uh I actually th- if I recall somebody Somebody called this. It was Stu or Baker. Like as soon as Hackworth parted ways with Lou City, somebody immediately snapped on and said, he's coming to us. And I don't know if it was just, I mean, was wishful thinking, but it was, I mean, it was a pretty good guess given the time of his movement and our movement as a club. Um, But there were a number of people that called, you know, his involvement somewhere with the club. I'm just, I'm both impressed and I kind of want to like, Nelson haha uh Louisville because we took their coach uh, like the only it's literally the only thing we've ever taken off of them so uh, you know what let's get this ball rolling let's make it like a team tradition let's become the new Louisville City one you know honestly that's fine I of all exact the exact revenge for destroying us look I mean I'm not against it I just that's the only good thing about not being St. Louis FC anymore is that we don't have the history of just being so terrible against Louisville. <laughs> we get to start over again because none of those players will be on our team. Well, and as an MLS club, we never have to play in a baseball stadium again, right? So that's a open cup. Well, I mean, yeah, if we get an open yeah. cup game, I mean, the open cup's trying to ruin the open cup. That was the other news that came yeah. out, but I didn't want to talk about it because it honestly depressed me. It's like somebody Ameri- still play in New, uh, in, uh, New uh, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, yeah, NYCFC. So we will oh, still play in oh, baseball good. stadium. Oh my god! It's How like is that possible? It's like American soccer got drunk at a bar, stumbled into the back alley where American soccer was waiting for it to kick the shit out of it. It just. Oh my god! I'm just so I'm so aggravated that anybody's able to play in a baseball stadium. Like baseball stadiums are objectively awful, and they should not be played in. It's amazing the shit that NYCFC and Miami get away with. Like I don't know much about MLS, but I know that like those two teams have had like so many things like bent for them. It's ridiculous. Money. 
Well, yeah. David Beckham and oil money. Man, we're going to do whatever we can to bend over backwards because that's what MLS yeah. do. They have uh, that, that Man City money. Yeah, they sure do. Yep. They sure do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, and then we also had uh, two St. Louis FC coaches, uh, Tim Kelly, or I guess SLSG coaches, but Tim Kelly and um, I didn't write down the other one. I meant to find it and I did not. But well, uh, Tim was a was a keeper coach yeah. for St. Louis FC yes. as well. He's he's touched a lot of guys and you know what? phrasing. Very <laughs> <laughs> right, good show guys. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned after the conclusion for exclusive behind the scenes no they they touched on it on uh on this is silly uh these are huge additions i mean these are these are guys who have been involved with the development of very very successful people and clubs i mean we all saw what Hackworth did in Lucidity. Great. I mean, how many St. Louis former St. Louis F City or SC FC? <laughs> oh, you're so close! Wow, you're so close, oh. guys. I don't know what happened. It's in the air, though. <laughs> it is in the air. It's, We're touching guys and messing up words. <laughs> it's just radiating off of me and affecting everybody. <laughs> but no, we we've had uh, Grinny. Grinny was. Uh, keeper for orlando um we've got the dude that was never a st louis fc keeper but he came through that system uh the plays at nashville mm-hmm. uh joe joe is it joe something i don't know the dude's name yeah I know who you're uh, talking about. but I, i'm positive yeah. we've got jack mayer who's granted not a goalkeeper but you know in our defensive line uh that's there and then we've got pace never made it to mls i don't think he, he won a tr- no he, he did he won he- a tr- he got a ring, but he never played. No, but he got a ring because he for Toronto, spot. right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Toronto, yeah, for Toronto. Uh, Alec Khan featured, yeah, Alec uh, Khan. several times. As yeah, well. Tomas Gomez. Yeah, and he's uh, he just got an assist the other day. He oh, did fantastic. It was great. It was it was a hell of a cut by his player that he, but yeah, he chunked it up the field and his guy beat two or three nice. people. And, yeah, and scored a real nice one. Uh, yeah, that but, dude's uh, that dude's incredible. I uh, mean, these are these are cool, and this makes me you know more excited. It's, oh. all, it's always really cool to see the guy who built the team that kicked the shit out of you, now helping you build a team to kick the shit out of somebody else. Like the guy can do it, and the guy can do it in a development style. Like, like, let's be honest, there's still a lot of development that happens inside USL, uh, you know, and he can do it and be successful. So to have that guy on the academy team, I think is killer. Yeah, I'm still like, I still want to know the mystery of like him leaving Louisville because that was real fucking weird. But pending nothing crazy coming out of that, like it's, I, mean, I can't miss. I mean, it's a good possibility. It was this like it's a good possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lutz, sure, Lutz came sure. and was like, hey, I want you on my team. And, and they got pissy. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, or just, you know, he had a timeline because we're trying to get playing in mm-hmm. 2022. So if he's going to start building a team, they're not going <laughs> to sit around and wait, you know, for him to finish a season, they need him now. So, uh, so yeah, I think that, and especially if they needed to announce that he had to have time to step away and, you know, do the whole thing. So, um, I just, I, 
I'm excited. I think that him and just the entire team they've brought in really, really looks good. Even uh, David Critchley. I know David Critchley because he's a Fuse guy and I worked with him. Uh, and that's a big gap. Like when I saw him on that list, I honestly couldn't believe that they had gotten him because I I thought that he was going to be a, a Fuse lifer. You know, he was one of those guys that is directly under Dan Gargan and basically runs that whole program. So and Fuse is incredibly successful right now. Well, now there's a pipeline. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it, yeah, you brought people from SLSG and you mm-hmm. brought somebody from Fuse. So you've got it's not like somebody has more connections than somebody else. You know, both right. of those huge programs are, are going to just start feeding. And, uh, and, yeah. and does it help us stop shipping out high quality soccer talent to the rest of the goddamn world? Well, that's we're and I guess I wasn't going to talk more news, but so the USL um, with MLS teams dropping is starting to talk um, promotion relegation, mm-hmm. which part of that's kind of the, the news part of it. But the part that I thought was more interesting was the people they brought in on the league staff side for they're like they brought in somebody from stoke and they brought in somebody else um i don't remember where he was from but they basically brought in a whole bunch of people to make their players more marketable internationally because they realize that there's a big market for people who if they can develop the right kind of players they can sell off into germany and sweden like mls is doing but they're trying to line up with the international calendar too so that way they can sell more easily and i feel like that's something that mls doesn't do well and will continue to do poorly because of their insistence on running you know the summer schedule in the u.s well and yeah so i was about to jump in and say like that's a thing like mls has not let itself be viewed as a seller league which i think is a mis- like is a mistake because MLS isn't going to be the Premier League or the Bundesliga or La Liga. So that's where Atlanta started off really well is they brought in the young talent from South America, let them prove they could ha- like do well in like a second tier league, and then you can sell them for a profit to one of those bigger leagues. Like That's where MLS can thrive. But instead, they became the retirement league because they wanted big names. And yeah. But they are, I mean, to MLS's credit, and I don't give MLS a lot of credit for anything, um, they are setting themselves up to try and, you know, that whole new DP setup that they they put in is aimed specifically at making sure you're bringing in more kids and fewer, you know, David Beckhams or, or yeah. Gonzalo Higuain's. Uh, and some of the academies are, like, starting to churn out players, too. Like, Dallas has sold, like, what, three or four, like, good players, like, good, like, European clubs over the past year or two? Like Absolutely. And that's... I. I wish there was more club incentive to do it because being a centralized system, it doesn't benefit your club necessarily to build a good young player and sell them. Right. Because you don't get the profits on it. MLS gets the profits and then they break it off to you. Well, and do you want to watch a game on ESPN if it's a guy that's like still being developed and then well, he's just going to Man City and so then he's gone. So are you watching the game or are you just like, well, these are just a bunch of kids? Yeah, is that, you know, the TV market, like the media market is a massive driver for this league. And if you accomplish that, you know, Jake, what you're talking about, are fewer people interested in it? Like, well, but I think them going to the Bundesliga actually like so if they can create an MLS to Bundesliga pipeline kind of thing, 
that works out because MLS or ESPN holds both of those rights. Mm-hmm. So then they can actually sell that. You know, you can sell the, hey, you watched him here and now watch him here. And, you know, you can tell anytime Christian Pulisic does anything. Christian Pulisic takes a crap. And NBC Sports is like, guys, Christian Pulisic just took a huge crap. More on you know, more at five. Like, they can't stop talking about him. So I feel like just getting those players out and I, I feel like that's a win for them. So yeah. I feel like at least going to the Bundesliga, that makes sense. Yeah, you can sell it as like the hipster league. Like, see these guys before they become huge kind of thing. Absolutely. And I mean, you see Dortmund selling on to you know huge teams and obviously Dortmund has an incredible uh, youth pipeline but you know there's just there's a lot of American kids in the German leagues and the the Dutch leagues you know there's just lots of American guys that are figuring out they can go over there and play you're definitely right so I mean hard left because we don't do soccer news on this podcast yeah Uh, God wouldn't it just like on some levels suck if you finally get a whole stadium on a player specific chant and then homeboy just ships off to munch and bunch of crunch. <laughs> oh man, they are absolutely my favorite Bundesliga team. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just mean like player specific chants. The like, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, we we never really got a good player chant. I mean, we had a couple decent ones, but we never got to run with them that often because of the USS USL style of uh, contract where low short tenured contracts, yeah. two years yeah. tops. Yeah, and I mean, we got Sam Fink for five years, and I still don't think we ever really had a good Sam Fink chant, which is Trying. ridiculous. Yeah, we had a couple that we tried, but yeah, we didn't get the Kyle Gregg one until his last of the three or four years he was here. Look, the Tyler Blackwell is still the, Blackwood. Blackwood. Nope, I'm telling you, it's Blackwell. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why he's my favorite player, and I can't say his name right. Um, but and it feels it's the shorts. It's it the is. Shorts. It's, it's shorts. They're it's, so it, yeah. distracting. It's, it's just well. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen the hand motion that went with every, that. Every every woman in the room, or every woman that's listening, <laughs> knows exactly what I did when I said well. <laughs> That was the best chant we ever did, and I didn't even come up with that one. It still makes me sad. I think that was a Mike McHugh. Mike McHugh original. Mike McHugh original. Uh, So, Mike, get on those new good St. Louis City chants. I need something. We're counting on on you. you. All mine suck. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're counting on you. Don't let us down. Can can I jump to something on the notes here that's a a follow-up item from a previous episode? You go wherever you want, buddy. The notes are there for for us to read. Uh, So we we spent a lot of time talking about uh, post-goal celebrations. Yes. And going back and listening to the episode while I was stuck on a plane, uh, just taking the most absurd trip around the Midwest because of that storm just to get home, Uh, listened to the episode and just loved reviewing some of, like, the ridiculous goal celebration ideas that were both like workshopped and also taken off of social media. Again, toasted ravioli cannon, shameless plug. If it's not at the game, I won it anyway. Uh, but Spencer uh, Hippler chimed in on Twitter about it today and or this week. Uh, you know, we have a really huge U.S. steel connection in St. Louis and a lot of manufacturing in St. Louis. Uh, the steel grinder idea that just launches sparks off of, you know, like a steel beam or something like that uh, would be killer. And it would replace, you know, needing your boilerplate pyro element and give us something that's more St. Louis. I agree with that. 
I'm so torn on it. So I agree that especially with the crap that they do with the LED lights now where they drop it out, mm-hmm. if you could have that person ready enough to get that going while the lights were dropped, that would be badass because yeah. the sparks flying off of the supporters end while we're all going nuts in the dark would be really cool. Um, other than that, like I said it on the post, it, the sponsors would love it. And I feel like that's one of those where we're selling our soul to U.S. Steel a little bit in the, you know, it is very St. Louis. But at the same time, like U.S. Steel is going to send somebody over and they're going to do a whole lot of pictures and we're going to have to smile for it. And I just don't know that I want to do it. I mean, it won't be me anyway. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. What, what do we say? Several thousand people in that supporter section and we all just get our flash dance moment when there's a goal. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> What did that just? I just saw a show where somebody has mentioned their flash dance moment, uh, and I don't remember what it was. But that cracks me up that I've heard that twice in one week, and I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about flash dance before. So I don't think I've ever talked about flash dance before. <laughs> well, amazing that we're we're in the zeitgeist. Uh, but yeah, I do think it's a fun it's a fun idea. I definitely think it's along the lines of the timber joey and you know those types of things of yeah it very much makes sense for what we do here um and and it it could definitely play well to sponsors and all those types of things um and then we light the grass on fire by accident yeah i was just trying to think of you know who in the front row gets uh, a spark to the eye or something. <laughs> i mean look the longer i think about it the more things i see that could go horribly wrong with it yeah but still it's Open it containers like full fun. of alcohol with a spark shower <laughs> okay uh, i mean it's beer like yeah, nobody uh, nobody's uh, getting nobody's lighting beer on fire an urban chestnut's wiggle is not going to catch on fire <laughs> <laughs> your bud light might but it's mostly water so it's, it'll be fine but um, I'm trying to think, did we have, well, so we had some other tradition suggestions. Uh, so we had the the Hippler one that he uh, suggested, but we also had um, some other random tradition type things that we talked about. Um, so somebody suggested, and I didn't write down who it was, that they hope the beer bucket stays around. How do you feel about the beer bucket staying around? And for those of you who don't know, uh, at the end of every St. Louis FC game, uh somewhere in the middle of it the Luligans would somehow vote on who the player of the game was i really still don't entirely know how the bucket was decided it was probably just drunk brad just choosing somebody and writing their name no it had to be a drunk mitch that's fair or they just asked sarah and sarah gave a good objective answer uh one of the two but um anyway they they chose whoever our player the match was um we wrote their name on a bucket we poured a whole bunch of beer in the bucket um we all cheered and they drank the beer or whoever the designated person was drank the beer. Sometimes the players don't drink and a lot of them just ran like five miles. So probably chugging a whole bunch of beer, not the best recovery. Yeah, drink. Or we're eight, 18, 19. Also Pro- true. Probably shouldn't be slamming a. Yeah, we had one or two underage man of the match. <laughs> yeah. We also had uh, didn't somebody chug a beer and then go puke it. I feel like we had somebody. Uh, that- no. So there's a game. He didn't win man of the match, but Seth Rudolph was super sick. So he like came over the corner for like the post game, whatever. And I don't think he even made it to the 18 yard box where he was on the ground puking his guts out. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I do. I do remember somebody losing uh, some of their lunch on the, the middle of the field. But um, so, yeah. How do we feel? Beer bucket? Yes. No. I always enjoyed that part of the game. It seems harmless enough. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Strums up a lot of uh, 
good feelings regardless of how the game went. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. Like if that's something that we can still do at the MLS level, I'd love to see it. Um, Madison, actually, um, I know, I don't know if Sam and Rick are, but Zach and I are going to see Forward Madison this weekend. And they do a similar thing. Um, they have their captain chug a beer at the end of the game if they win. Yeah, turbo, right? Yep. Wasn't, yeah. Wasn't milk. I feel like it should have been milk. They missed an opportunity there. I feel like nobody's agreeing to chug milk at the end of a yeah, soccer Yeah, God, game. no. But... To point at Jake's drip kit. No, yeah. Dairyland. Absolutely. They did have the cow there, though. Of course they did. Uh, the wind Bessie? changed at the end of the game I went to, and you could smell the cow for the last like five minutes. <laughs> we, can, we can't get a Clydesdale, but that cow is going to hang around every Ford Madison game. But I do need to know, was it Leo Bessie or uh, Rose Mouvelle or whatever the other one was? Uh, what was the Leonella Bessie. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the other one was some kind of Rose Lavelle pun, and I don't remember what yeah. the... I think it was like Rose Cowbell. It was the worst oh, Rose, of the Rose yeah. Lavelle Rose pun Cowbell. options. Yeah, I think is it was cow Rose like Cowbell. like a season ticket holder or something? It's there because they're Dairyland every year or two it's like their team cow Dairyland points points of the drip kit yeah yeah so that's their sponsor so yeah they they donate a cow I don't really know what the term is when you a real life moo cow yeah Yeah, they have kids can go up and pet it and shit yeah for realsies moo cow that's the kind of, <laughs> okay be grossed out by that but this is the kind of stuff we need at the fan experience council what do you want your game day to look like i want something like my kid can just go they legitimately walked her out onto the field so she could do the first kick before the game oh my God. the cow kicks does, can we talk about this like does grossed out did the I'm cow also afraid. drop one in the middle of the field because that's really what i'm no, hoping but for they had every a, time they had attendance there just in case because that's literally i'm cheering as soon as the cow starts walking to the field when i'm there i'm cheering shit 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 i just want everyone to know <laughs> you just hear the cow rips a screamer from midfield and you're not really sure if they scored or if they <laughs> wearing number two the cow now going back to sam's point does it kick forward or does it kick backwards i need to i do need to know so number i think it like kicked toward the goal number two in your heart's number two on the field (laughs) what a shitty podcast yeah we're really dropping one right now This is the second time Sam's in tears in this podcast. <laughs> and we've not gone through any of the notes. That's the terrible part. We've been talking for however fucking long and we still have not. We've covered three notes. All right. No. Uh, so <laughs> lightning round. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I, I see trumpet on here. Love it. On. Love it. Hate it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I like I like Jake's energy. Uh, no, I was just going to go down through traditions. Um, so somebody suggested the the tap a keg when we score, which I think we did talk about last time. Uh, I'm totally for that, especially if it involves free beer. Yeah, uh, any excuse to drink. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really a beer drinker unless it's free, and then I'm the biggest beer drinker. Um, so I'm totally for it. I think we suggested doing like the mini kegs so we could do the keg wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do the do the keg wall in yeah. the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, which I think of all the things that are St. Louis, I think that's about as St. Louis as it gets. We just have to make it in an arch, and then it's perfect. There you go. Or we use the the grinder to cut off the top of the keg, <laughs> and then we just pass the keg Love around. Pop some tops. I like it. Boom. So. Like we we just knocked out the goal celebration. St. Louis loves beer. 
and oh, the bucket. I was going to say that and basically just, turns it into the bucket. I mean, that's just a trifecta <laughs> right there. And I mean, Jake's right. Put it like the arch four for four. We're done. And then we can have somebody walk around with it like the priest does in Catholic mass. And he gives you a drink and he wipes the front of it. And he goes to the next person and gives you a drink, wipes the front of it. Can we get the Archbishop himself in? <laughs> I, Archbishop. The joke's funnier because Sam doesn't get I it. I have so many questions about what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. No, your, your people it, don't uh, pass out drinks in the middle of a service. Uh, are you familiar with the concept of a gin bucket? It's that, but with Jesus. Jesus gin bucket. <laughs> Down here at the swamp and bothered. Come get some. <laughs> We got all your pre-game and post-game needs. <laughs> Forgot the name I already said. All right, so I'm gonna go home and have so much research to do. Uh, they would definitely sell live bait there. Like a gin bucket. I, I. So uh, the Luligan tailgate crew uh, chimed in and on our horn idea uh, suggested that they had actually been thinking about installing a remote horn on the trailer for years kind of like a uh, blues goal horn that they could trigger while in the stadium oh my God, I love outside it. the stadium. Absolutely that would be incredible. Phenomenal. And if that's not my favorite idea of all time, I don't care if that is our tradition. I just want it to happen. Like I want someone to be walking by our <laughs> finding their own fucking business. All of a sudden across the street, you hear crowd and then fucking bullhorn goes off right Love next it. to your oh head. Oh my god. Like the front office is mean like why does this lot have so many fewer carjackings than every other lot? <laughs> Absolutely no one's catalytic converter has been stolen while they were in a game. Oh it's the horn. <laughs> but only oh on the god. high scoring nights. <laughs> yeah zero zero we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah if, they, if they're scoring if we're if we're letting in goals we're done. What's the range on this? Like could we go to a Miami game or or like a San Jose Quakes game oh my as God. traveling just, supporters just and just park it out front of this stadium and then go to the away match and I mean, yeah, I would I would love to see it, you know, like a phone thing so you could do it from anywhere. It might be like a 30 second delay. Well, the, so it'd even be more random. <laughs> the NHL did that with uh, goal lights. Oh, yeah. You, they partner with Budweiser. You could buy yeah, one. You can, it just hooks up to the Bluetooth on your phone. So anytime the NHL app registers that there was a goal, the light just goes off. And it would make anywhere? the horn noise, and too. Would, yeah. Like if, if it's connected. So as long as the light's connected to your phone and your phone is connected to the app. Every time somebody scores, the app sends it to the light and the light and the horn go off. You keep saying anybody. Can you choose who scores or it's you every choose, fucking notification? You the team. <laughs> oh, I got a text from grandma. Oh my <laughs> no, it's connected to your specific. <laughs> OK. Team. All right. I just wanted to know. <laughs> I seriously considered buying one of those and I'm glad I didn't because it would be such a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> like especially when we're losing like six to two and like, how come the light's not going off? That would be a great thing to do to somebody if you could do it to them without them knowing it. Like, hide that in their house or somewhere. Like, uh, the West Coast road trip, like, it goes off at, like, 2 a.m. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just it's, hide it in their wall. I would still be awake for that anyway. So. <laughs> Um, saying, uh, Blues fan base on Twitter suggested rally towels. I think they said something of we can have rally towels for every game, like one of the Pittsburgh teams. And I think that's what scarves are. I was, I was yeah. so glad you said that. <laughs> so we've this guy is in for a surprise. 
Yeah, I'm looking at Zach's scarf like yeah. thing right now. There's probably what like thirty on there. I, I have the supporter section covered <laughs> for uh, scarves because those aren't all the scarves. Those are the scarves that fit on the display. There are more piled down there and then there are more piled in the pile of drums behind my head so um lots and lots of scarves duplicates of almost everything because i'm a crazy person um the other suggestion which may have already happened on twitter last week but i'm gonna cover it now shooting a luligan through from a cannon like clown style which I'm for like regardless of whether yeah, yeah. again if so it's our fine. do we shoot the people we like or the ones we don't like no so this is how this is how I imagine it playing out right so they score we go into our chant you know toasted ravioli falling from the sky this steel sparks everywhere and then Zach gets off the snare and you just see him run off the stand down the stairs across the aisle down two more rows jumps into the cannon and gets launched to the other side of the stadium I, I appreciate that you think that there are enough explosives in St. Louis to launch me across the stadium. <laughs> Do you not think there's enough? Explosives? Also, when was the last time any of us ran on a game day? <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, I was actually thinking like, my answer is the same, whether or not you specify game day. I just I just want that out. In the I was going to make that joke, but I want to give us all the benefit of a doubt. <laughs> I was going to go with like the uh, the lottery style, you know, just like everybody look under your seat and whoever has the black <laughs> ball gets launched. <laughs> hey, uh, oh my God. In, in Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, like whoever just has the bomb under yeah, their seat absolutely. Has, has to go running through the horde into the cannon. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I think, I think it's perfect. I love it. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it. Um, and then uh, somebody <laughs> mentioned the city-county split, like we all just start yelling at one another. Uh, and I thought that was the most St. Louis of the suggestions, even more so than the Provo Canon. Um, Instead of St. Louis, we do Lewis Charles. <laughs> I was actually just thinking we start a chant, like we just start, instead of doing St. Louis, we just do city, county, city, Just county. everyone yell where you're from. And then <laughs> 10 random people in each section yell Illinois. <laughs> East side, east side. Speaking of the Illinois we might, side, <laughs> we, we have a necromancer update. <laughs> might have just fucked ourselves into having to edit this. Uh, I said something earlier. I absolutely have to edit, so I'm not going to bring it back up. But uh, yeah, I will have to. I always joke about not editing, but I will actually have to take that one out. I think that one's a little a little rough. Um, no, so we do have a necromancer update. If you know a necromancer, we're still looking. Um, we have not found one. Somebody from Louisville asked. Uh, I've been checking uh, Craigslist. I have looked pretty much everywhere. Um, so if you know yeah. a good necromancer, have we have we dropped the uh, brass uh, requirement? Because I mean, we were looking for a necromancer who could play the tuba. Yeah. No. I mean, look, if you can play an instrument all the better i feel like there are a lot of instruments in most necromantic uh rituals anyway but maybe i'm wrong I don't it's know. really hard to play a brass instrument without lips yeah well i mean but usually like you're gonna ne need a face well I'm he sorry. would he would have yeah, a face. the necromancer, the necromancer has the face yeah i mean the the piece the person he's bringing back might not have lips yet but he usually has lips right oh, well, that's the person we can launch in the cannon 
Are you thinking like a like a Skeletor type of necromancer? Yeah, like if we're, if we're looking for necromancers, that market's got to be pretty thin. We may be recruiting some liches here. Yeah, in today's digital age, it's very difficult to find a good qualified <laughs> necromancer. You know, he said he was a necromancer. He turned out he was just a lich, but uh, he's powerful, so we're gonna take him. You know, if the necromancer raises skeleton, we can play the rib cage like a xylophone. <laughs> you oh can tune God. that. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to need somebody shorter. You're just not in my range. Move your fifth rib down a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to chip this one off. We need a different tone. Um, you're, you're playing with a tibia. That's where you went wrong this whole time. Um, speaking of horn players, uh, we're just going to see how many terrible transitions we can do. Um, Andrew Vernon reached out um, again and said he's going to play a trumpet. I will believe it when I see it, Andrew. Uh, you've been telling me that for two years, and I understand you had twins. But uh, he definitely look, had a good reason. Look, I understand had he had a good, good reasons. reasons. I understand he has good reasons. There. Just going to believe it when I say it, see it. Um, and then the guy that reached out on the tuba is Jacob uh, J underscore Geldy at uh, on Instagram. Uh, he reached out again and uh, was. Uh, just suggesting that he had the legs and uh, lungs to do a long march if we decided to go long march. Um, and speaking of terrible transitions, let's talk march. Well, that uh, could have been a good transition if you didn't call it. A no, man, transition. I'm just going to keep calling out stuff as bad. Um, so we had some interesting conversation on marches this week, uh, but I do want to point out uh, that these are not set in stone. We're not saying this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're just having fun and being silly. All of this is just bullcrap at this point until we can actually get out into a stadium and start doing stuff. Um, but we did have a lot of fun march ideas. Anybody, guys, that you went through and, and looked at stuff, any march idea really stick out to you that you enjoyed? I do just want to acknowledge that Butler's uh, march path was 0.9 miles, so we do owe Baker? him. Baker? Baker? Oh, my God. Did I say Butler? You just, oh, I'm infecting you. Oh. You just zacked his name so hard. <sighs> Matt Blackwell. <laughs> uh, we do owe him an apology, as we did publicly announce his march as being a mile on social media, and it is, in fact, 0.9 miles, so I do think we owe acknowledgement there. I announced that. I don't. I think I always gave him credit for point nine miles. Ooh, somebody on Twitter called it a mile. I, yeah, I. I don't know, uh, but I, I feel like either way, it's point uh, nine miles and a mile is, is the same thing. It's, it's literally the same thing. So um, I, I round up anything that's over an eight. So to me, it, it's all the same. But I did think there was some fun ideas. Um, if you guys don't have one, I'm just going to run through the ones that I wrote down. Um, there were some fun ideas. Uh, Baker's idea of starting at the Soldier's Memorial. Um, not a terrible idea. Um, it's a good landmark, um, but there's not a lot around it. That's why I thought starting on Washington, if we were going to have to come up that way. Um, but I guess kind of going a different way with this. Did you guys followed the the Seattle supporter that jumped in on our threads, right? Did you go through and read that whole thing? Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, and I wrote that guy's person's name. I don't know. Uh, 
I guess I didn't write it down. Oh, yeah. KS Ballard. Uh, I want to give them a shout on Twitter. That person gave us a ton of information uh, that they were under no obligation to do. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, but did you catch that they actually have a professional marching band in Seattle? I did. The uh, Soundwave. Yeah. It, it is not a marching band. They are like a stand park and bark only type situation. Okay. Uh, well, I'm band. sorry. What did you that's, call them? That's fair. Park and bark. Park and bark. That's going to be a theme night at a city game, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I actually thought about auditioning for them for a while before I decided that moving to Seattle for six months was kind of a dumb decision. I don't know, man. Seattle's fun. It's super expensive, though, and I bet whatever they're paying you is not paying Seattle rent. Yeah. At the time, it was whatever the local minimum wage was. Ouch. And like. I love what they do before and after the games, but frankly, they need about four times as many people to really execute well inside the stadium. There's a reason why college bands try and go for 100, 200, 250 people. Yeah. So that's that was kind of an interesting because I knew nothing about Seattle. So I will I will be upfront about my ignorance to a lot of, uh, you know, the finer points of MLS SGs. But the fact that they have a separate group that does drums and and stuff for chanting which is the ECS or uh, the uh, Emerald City Squad Emerald City something um Emerald City something yes love <laughs> it isn't it just Emerald City supporters supporters there you go I, I didn't know what the S was I'm sorry uh but yeah you're probably correct on that but yeah so they have a group that does that and apparently they get in like two hours before a game to set up they have to set up their capo stands they have to right. set up a whole bunch of stuff and I don't I guess we'll probably be required to do all that um, but I have no idea it kind of depends on where we go with city so I I just kind of expect that game day for us adds several hours scattered throughout both ends of the day oh absolutely i think there's no way that we're not down there at least two hours early if not two and a half hours early and that's just doing work that's not you know doing tailgating and things so hopefully the tailgates start early or last long one of the two um but i do think it's super interesting the reason i brought that up is that the ecs doesn't do the march Soundwave does the march or they they trail the march like they are they're the the end of it uh which drags people out and into the march uh and apparently there's a drummer and a flag or a couple drummers and a couple flags i didn't really understand what they were saying at the the front of it but there's not a huge march there and it's only like a half mile that i think they do and it's basically straight to the stadium None of that's ever going to happen for us because unless market or next, yeah, I guess unless a whole bunch of buildings go up on chestnut or, you know, storefronts go up on chestnut, which I think is impossible or um, olive or Washington on that side. There's just not a lot around us. Hmm. Uh, so I haven't seen that Soundwave was involved with the march itself. I'm going to have to issue a retraction on calling them a park and bark. Uh, well, I, I don't I think they just so they play as and again, I didn't print out this whole interaction. So um, I'm going to kind of paraphrase. They play at one of the at the Occidental, I want to say, because I, I remember the name being interesting. They play there before the game. Then I feel like they said that they follow the march in or they are in some way involved with the march, but they don't do, you know, they're not doing chants. They're doing 
pop songs you know that's that's their thing you know they're a they're a, a show band kind of thing you know i guess would be the easiest way to if you don't know what a st- park and bark is uh you know kind of a, a random show band with four sousaphones um but yeah they then they go play at the north side of the stadium which i think is opposite the ecs um and they play during the game but it, as rick said i don't think they're super powerful because you know when you get in a stadium especially that stadium which is like 40 or fifty thousand people isn't seattle stadium huge it's open i know it's very open yeah but it's also where the nfl team plays so yeah it's usually it's NFL's gotta be big, yeah that's gonna be a big crowd yeah i don't i'm not exactly sure what uh what their field holds but i think it's a pretty big crowd um but anyway so i just thought it was super interesting that they have essentially a different band that uh follows along where are we at there sam uh you know if we added out all the bullshit we're probably pretty good on time <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and like i said we got a ton of stuff that we're not going to get through um and we can come back and and kind of bring it up well i mean so we just scroll through these notes here. well so Beyond the ECS stuff, um, which, again, if you want to go through and re- I'm not going to recap that whole conversation. Go to Show Up, Make Noise, uh, find K.S. Ballard on that uh, that thing and go through and read it. They answered a ton of questions about what they do and how they do things and um, the fact that ECS and Soundwave, because Soundwave is actually part of the Sounders organization. It's not a fan-led thing. Like, it's one of the owners that runs it. Um, so there's a little bit of rub there because they're a corporate entity versus the the sounders group which is i want to say you know an independent group i don't think they're an official supporters group necessarily um so i feel like there's some rub there and there was definitely some hints that uh they might not always see eye to eye on things so um just an interesting wrinkle that i thought um so march ideas they suggested fun not too long um I think if we keep it short and we do, you know, around the the area we talked about, I think even our short version was still 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 miles. Wasn't Point, it? Point 0.6 sounds like a reasonable maximum. Yeah. So I think that's what we had planned from Schlafly going around the stadium and yeah, ending up inside. But a big Who's chunk there? of that is because we go the long way around the stadium. Yes. Um, but you know that's what the the club wanted they want to activate people as they call it as we're walking around um but fun ideas if we go with the long one (laughs) because i thought there were some really fun things that came out of that um the luligan suggested that we start at pops watch whatever band whenever the band stops we just start walking from there uh, I called it the trail of beers. That's probably insensitive, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like uh, it would be very accurate. <laughs> We're going to have to pay a professional actor <laughs> to like roll through and make sure that all of this gets cut. But I just think it's a fun idea. I think running from uh, from all the way from the east side, just walk ourselves over. Uh, yeah, walk up to Eads Bridge, walk over. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll just have somebody follow behind in a truck. Yeah, uh, nothing about that sounds like a terrible. <laughs> just drop people in the trailer as they uh, fall over, and we'll see how many of us get there. Uh, then they also suggested just meeting under the arch at 3 a.m. and we'll walk in. This is, this is this is the one that you labeled plague cart. Yeah, plague cart. Yeah, just yeah. because some people just aren't going to make it to the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, if you're walking for pops, a lot of people aren't making it to the game. So the plague cart is there to pick us up. As if we- I'm walking pops, I may not even make it out of the parking lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's fair uh but i i thought it was a a fun uh thing somebody suggested making a electronic or uh gas powered drum scooter uh so we're basically just going to put rick on a kit on a scooter and just let him lead people around which i think is a perfect idea could you play now serious answers because we're on record sitting on the back of a vespa what like, is he playing? Well, I quads. mean, I, yeah, like the quads, I assume, right? Just like, like we go back to back on a Vespa and I'll drive you the entire way on that damn thing. I don't care. I've never tried. So that's not a no. It's not a no. <laughs> I'm not hearing no. There's a lot of potholes downtown. It's fine. We might need a bigger boat. Okay. Uh, like a, like a cold wing or like a, like a trike, <laughs> you get like a motorcycle trike. Can we get motorcycle trikes? Like, I mean, are we talking about me standing and playing something? Or are we talking about like attached to a trailer? Am I in a motorcycle sidecar? So originally, oh my God, originally, I love idea. that idea. We just like sidecar him on the quads. I mean, I'm totally for just sidecarring just as many drums as we can. Just like a small motorcycle parade, uh, but with sidecars. Maybe a couple people on the back of a golf cart. I feel like if we have that many. So that was a suggestion. It's very St. Louis to just have a whole bunch of golf carts, which also. (laughs) You don't need to look at me. I live in North County, man. Every other house is a golf cart rolling around. I was in my hometown last week and someone was driving a souped up golf cart through Millstadt. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the sound of our march. Just. Well, I was going to say, I think the, the motorcycles might, uh, that would be the march. Like, we didn't have to play. Like, we could just leave the drums. We'll just go inside cars. <laughs> Dude, because the, the just motorcycles rev the would, engine to a No beat. motorcycles, only sidecars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> yes, please. Um, what if we rent one of the, like, horse-drawn wagons from Soulard and, like, ride in the back of that and play? Horses do not like loud noises. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Horses are, are very anti-loud noise. I forgot about that. Part. Now, cows, do they do they drag <laughs> <laughs> Do they draw carriages? Um, I need... Look, Leonella Bessie was very close to the supporter section. Homework for the weekend. Figure out if cows can tow a trailer. Dude, we have cows. We have oxen. I mean, I know That's oxen true. could tow a trailer. We have mules. We're actually known for our mules. Are we really? Yeah, Missouri mules. I did not oh, know fantastic. that. Fantastic. Yeah, dude. So and we're not talking about drinks. No, we're talking about mules. Sounds like a great way for us to make asses out of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> we could go borrow animals from Grant's farm. And I make the bad jokes. Uh, <laughs> go look it up. More homework for all of you. Missouri mules. Did you drop? Ms. Ms. I was gonna, did you drop the one hundred percent? Did she become my grandma right there? <laughs> Excuse us. You were the late one today. You do the homework. (laughs) Okay. You went straight to sounding like a politician I would not vote for. Hi, y'all. I just... Um, I suggested uh, a while ago, and I think it would be fun to just uh, figure out how to chop up a, uh, like an old bus and call it the city bus. Mm-hmm. I think that would just be like I think it's as the, like the evolution of a trailer, a but trolley. So that was my that was oh, kind of my thought was figuring out. Well, how by to- the loop trolley, didn't that like <laughs> didn't that wrong the entire city to the point where like that's a non-starter? Yeah, one hundred percent. Everyone hates the trolley. Yeah, let's just burn one at effigy. You know, and like whatever the opposite of our goal celebration is <laughs> just burn the oh, what if that's the goal celebration we just huck like 
just like a flaming something like into the loop trolley and it just the hat trick celebration just boom. a whole bunch it's like instead of a teddy bear toss just like plush trains or something yeah. Why not? we put the loop trolley in the stadium every time we score a goal one swing with a sledgehammer on the loop oh God, trolley this is amazing you hit the trolley fire but i could see you know like uh get like a torch and like cut off the top half of the 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 short bus and just like open it up so it's like an open air yeah that's yeah. kind of what i was thinking like yeah pantone just, yeah yeah for sure Pant- pantone party bus oh. pantone party bus <laughs> but yeah just put put some uh Creep and trademark that name <laughs> but then i suggested like uh since we're so mardi gras we could do like a yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah, float like a float style yeah. yeah and i also thought the school bus could work for that uh but yeah so i was i was just thinking you know those types of things uh, that we could do on the march, and then somebody suggested doing no drums on the march, and I'm totally fine with that too. I'm here for that, yeah. So, mm. and and the thing that I was talking about, like, even if there is a long march, the Luligans are planning it, drinking at Schlafly. So even if there's a long march, it's not going to really affect <laughs> the Luligans. Like, it's going to affect whoever drinks far away. It's yeah. not going to affect us in a in a specific way. And I don't. I don't envision me doing a mile march every game. It's just not going to happen. Um, I would be in better shape, but my back's not going to hold it. So it's just not going to happen. Uh, and Sarah jumped on uh, and suggested that uh, that it's just never going to happen. And I agree with her. Um, but I just think it's a fun, silly thing to talk about. So. Well, so and that's a piece I want to jump in too. And like her and I are probably coming from the same place from like the idea of like the thieves and making like soccer accessible for everyone is like ignoring like you know the fat out of shape luligans that won't want to walk a mile in st louis summer like there's a lot of people who like physically can't do that so by saying like hey we're you know doing this mile long march in 90 degree heat thunderstorms whatever you're you end up excluding a lot of people who physically can't do that you're saying like without you know directly saying it it's like this is not for you because we're doing a thing you physically can't do so what about and uh so i give credit where credit to where chaos ballard's the seattle person said uh, and and kind of looking at some of the cincy marches as well you know picking up people across the march so you know just because we're starting somewhere and, and marching 4.9 miles doesn't mean you have to start with us there that there are you know, places across the the path, you know, where you can be like, okay, well, I'm not going to meet them all the way over there since I'm right here, but they're going to cross right here. So I'm just going to hop in on this block. So the 0.9 mile march becomes a, you know, a 500 foot march because that's just where you are. Yeah, yeah. that's a, oh, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, kind of having an absolute route that we're going to follow every single time. Yeah. And, and then we, people can say, oh, this supporter group wants to you know, meet their objectives from here. It helps them. You know, the thieves can be fairly close. Maybe the Luligans can be a bit further away. Yeah, I think that's a decent middle ground. The idea still is, though, like if we're starting from the main tailgate, that's, you know, a mile away. I'm just going to keep using that number because it's easy. Um, You know, that's still like, hey, we're starting from there. So you either have to, like, find a way to get from the tailgate to where you can, like, join us comfortably. So... You know, like I think, you know, for some mythical day when we make the playoffs or like our first march or like those kind of things, like, yeah, do the big grand march. But I don't think that should be our regular thing 
because then you're you know risking alienating people who like want to be a part of it but like physically cannot for whatever reason yeah and i don't think you know i i really don't think that it was ever intended of oh yeah, that yeah anybody yeah. Like, can't be involved but i the the march is interesting to me because it's not just going to be us and i think that's where a lot of luligans are at is they're looking at where we are and it's not going to be us and if you know um the uh, bosnians end up grouping down at start bar or whatever the two plumbers or whatever the gaming bar is downtown i think i've missed both of them but um whatever that one is that's downtown maybe they start there and then they walk up and that's the beginning of the march and you know so that's kind of the the interesting thing to me is how do we get people moving from wherever they are to wherever we want them to be and are we involved in every part of that are we not is it a silly you know we do a a mardi gras float and we drive it through the center of town and that's how people you know see what we're doing and and move through i don't know you know it's it's whatever that thing is so yeah i think that's a good point it's just remembering that the goal for this is to get you know everyone who wants to be a part of it make it you know able for them to do so whether or not they're a luligan whether or not they go to the tailgate we you know we want to make sure that it every single person who wants to be a part of the march somehow has that ability to do so yeah absolutely and i think you know there's there's definitely lots of ways to to make sure that it's inclusive and and that everybody gets to to be involved and that's why i'm also big on you know doing chants that aren't just our chance you know doing uh we did vamos and uh, but i would like to expand outside of that i'd love to get some true spanish language chants in there that, that aren't just you know uh vamos st louis uh because even i can do that one but i i feel like there are some really great uh chants that, that are out uh, i looked through the atlanta chant list because they jumped in um on some of our stuff this week and uh they have some some cool spanish chants so i thought that was uh fun and again just getting those other cultures that we have in st louis like emoja uh getting emoja involved and in, and in getting uh i actually heard them pronounce it this week and i still forgot it uh chief the chiefs uh, oh yeah yeah because uh, fred introduced him there was a uh, hakeem Elijahwan was in uh in town at some like coffee shop and emoja posted about it because they went to go hang out and and show and the chief was down there in full uh gear and everything and was you know doing a thing and just that dude's rhythm like he was playing something for someone and even knowing him and being there and watching him i still don't understand what he's doing like i'm a half decent drummer and i don't understand a lick of what that man does and how he makes the noise he makes yeah i know you guys talked about it in a previous episode but like i need to jump in and say like the nights we had him there were some of the coolest nights at st louis fc games like he's incredible yeah that dude and legitimately like a world famous type of drummer like i i had never heard of him but that's because i had not really studied the style of music that that he plays but like the dude has played all over the world for all kinds of different people like he's he's a really really cool dude um and we were super uh lucky to have him and i hope that he comes back and we can figure out again some way of incorporating what he does into what we do um without people trying to make him a caricature because i think that he does really really amazing stuff and i i want him to to be involved um because again i think what he does is incredible um so 
we are at probably a good breaking point on what I see of the notes. Anything that really needs to get talked about this week that we haven't talked about, I assume we're pretty close on time. Rick, give me a... Yeah, again. It reads an hour 22. Yeah, I think that's, edit, that's edit, probably edit, a good one. Uh, edit some of that stuff out. Yeah, it's, it's still not going to be that much editing. It's probably gonna be three <laughs> or four minutes. So, uh, yeah, I... We're going to get canceled. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's not. that. Like, I think we can come back to chant ideas. There were some really good chant ideas, um, but I don't. If we start it, we're going to talk for another 45 minutes. So I, I really wanted to get to one of them because you wrote it down on both pages of the show notes. Which one is it? Uh, Weird Al sports song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Teaser for the next episode. But there's also, you know, one, two, three seven or eight chants here to talk about so uh you know i think in the next episode we should have a whole segment to talk about some of the chant things that we've accumulated and discussed and and really dig into that you know we've talked about the march enough to kind of talk about uh some of the other things that we'd like to see and yeah and work into it yeah i just felt like this was a pretty good wrap up of the march i feel like we've we've hit that pretty well yeah. uh, and we did have some just some fun ideas i thought you know again the discussion was really fun i appreciate everybody that jumped in on it uh, but there was just some silly fun discussion that they got to be had this week uh, and i thought that was a bunch of fun but yeah we should definitely um talk about chance next week or not next week uh we are probably going to be gone for goodness a while because uh, Rick has band camp all next week and then Sam has uh, life uh, the rest of the, the next week. Um, so we are probably going to be gone for a couple weeks, which sucks because we are actually going to another fan experience council tomorrow. Um, so maybe uh, Zach will try and figure out some way of getting a short recap after uh you know maybe we could tag it on to the end of this and just make it even longer um but we'll see if we can get a, a short recap of the guys um after the the fan council tomorrow we can give you a little bit of hint about what we talked about and then we'll come back and talk about it here in a couple weeks when everybody is back together um but yeah other than chance anything else that we need to cover beyond um if you have not already seen it online july 31st there is a get together at schlafly it's not just the Lugan st louis sc is going to be there talking about the supporters end and i think just their vision in general for what we're doing uh and what they want to see happen um dave lang is going to be there promoting his book talking to people trying to get interviews we're going to be there. Uh, I'm going to try and talk to some of you guys. If you'd like to get on the podcast uh, and your name isn't already leader, Jake, um, you can come out and talk to us and um, we'll, we'll have a recording device there. You can give us your thoughts on literally anything and then we'll talk about it on the air later on. Um, but yeah, come down, have some beer. Schlafly's amazing. They've been great partners with us so far. Um, more than likely that's going to be our, you know, at least beginning tailgate spot. Uh, so come down and scope that out and see the new stadium. Uh, it's literally right across the street. I'm super excited. I think I just said we were going to be on the roof last time, and I guess apparently there is no roof. There, is, there is no roof. There yes. is a second floor. Second floor. So we're going to be on the second floor of Schlafly. Uh, so again, Zach doesn't know anything. He doesn't know Tyler Blackwood's name. Uh, he doesn't know anybody else's name. Did uh, you hear it? Yeah, you <laughs> did it you right hear it? Time. You got it right. That I did time. it. I did it. I, I intentionally thought about it and tried to get it right that time, uh, just to because I'm saying it wrong. Um, we're going to be famous for two things. One, we'll be the only people talking about the Fan Experience Council on a podcast. And two, 
nobody's name is ever going to be pronounced correctly on the show. 100%. Um, I think I also flipped a couple supporters groups last week, which is very on brand for me. So, um, but yeah, please come out, hang out. Uh, I know Jacob is going to be there. Our new, uh, tuba player. Um, I know a whole bunch of people are going to try and come out. Uh, if you are a horn player, if you play an instrument, uh, if you want to be a drummer, uh, we need lots of people. The, the, seven of us that still exist as drummers i mean um, it doesn't even have to be a drum you know any sort of noise making like honestly how cool would it be to have somebody who knows how to do cymbals or maracas or just something that brings a sound yes more unique to the group i don't know that maracas are going to carry but i like your thought hey i don't know man it could it could help i mean we get a section of maracas we could <laughs> yeah. we could get it going but uh yeah, I don't. I I've seen how um, trying to get seven people on the same beat works. I can't imagine <laughs> trying to get twenty people with maracas on the same beat. Yeah, I just uh, you know anyone out there who's got a thing, yeah. can play a thing, wants to play a thing, has any thoughts whatsoever on it? Absolutely, help uh, us be loud. Yeah, and if if you're just a loud human being and you want to get up in front and, and yell at people, it, right now I think I'm the last standing capo. Like I don't. Uh, McAdams is going to Texas uh jules is gone um i think most of the carver kids are going to be graduated by the time we get a team um i don't know who exists unless uh general liz comes back which i keep begging her to come back but i don't know you know she's got a kid and stuff so um yeah i don't it's it's gonna be crazy if uh sam's life goes to plan he might have a kid by the time uh city comes out (laughs) I mean, it might not be your plan, but it's a plan. (laughs) Um, But there are, um, you know, there's life happens. So we need lots of people. Um, I know on Atlanta's website, they do auditions. They have people send in videos, auditions. Um, It was one of the other things we could have talked about today uh, was how other people audition people. So, um, yeah, man, there's just we need lots of people. We need lots of people. Um, if you can stay on beat if you can clap on beat you can probably play a bass drum um if you play any instruments uh the brassier the better in my opinion because woodwinds just don't carry but heck if you're a killer saxophone player and you want to belt a saxophone by all means tell us about it and we'll we'll take you we'll take literally anybody that wants to play instruments at this point so um if you're talented please let us know guys anything to add um, I'll throw in a quick uh, little more plug about the thieves at the end here. Um, we will also be there on the 31st. Our goal is basically to promote more inclusivity in soccer and then by extension, St. Louis in general. So basically, a lot of supporters groups are a bunch of cishet white dudes. So we want to see more not that in supporters groups. Um, so we'll be there on the 31st. Um, so you can come talk to myself, Nancy or Sarah. Um, our main thing is we're going to try and have volunteer opportunities. So follow us on socials for that. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's the thieves STL on all of those. Um, our first kind of opportunity should be coming up soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and otherwise, yeah, we know there's a lot of people excited. Um, we're talking with a lot of groups that, um, work with these kind of groups that we're um, trying to work with the LGBTQ groups, the unhoused disability. um, What else do we got? Uh, uh, Combat veterans. There's others I'm forgetting Um, people of color. 
So we're working directly with those groups. So uh, just keep an eye on our socials for info on how you can help out. I love it. Yeah. And that's actually another thing that somehow was on our notes, but I didn't get back around to was the the idea of should an SG doesn't have a responsibility to, you know, try and improve its community. Um, And I think the resounding answer we got on Twitter is it does not have a responsibility. Nobody thinks that we are responsible for doing this but we are like, that is very much something that the St. Louisans and now even more so with the thieves focusing very intentionally on making sure that we are both being active in those communities, um, but also trying to get those voices in supporter culture is very, very important to what you guys are doing. Yeah. And that's a big thing is kind of going back. The March was a perfect example. It's like that subconscious stuff that doesn't necessarily come to mind. So the idea of people not being able to join a March, um, I know that um, in the supporters council um, that like what you guys have tomorrow night, the idea of like gender neutral bathrooms have been brought up because, you know, trans people might not have a bathroom they're comfortable in or non-binary people don't fit in either bathroom um you know accessible seating in the supporter section like safe standing is wonderful for those of us who can stand for 90 minutes but not everyone can um all that kind of stuff so yeah it's not necessarily like you know there's still a lot of terrible like active racism sexism homophobia in soccer and we need to get rid of that but it's also that subconscious stuff that doesn't get thought of necessarily that we're trying to help um bring attention to yeah and i think that's that's great i love that um we have a group that is very actively trying to make sure that we're trying to live that mission you know again the the luligans have made their stance on those things very clear but also we are a supporter section we are there to make noise for the team uh i think that the thieves really specializing is it's awesome because you don't have to be a Luligan or a thief. I, I think we would hope that everybody wants to be all of the things, but sure. that thieves thing that Sarah talked about was if you're going to buy the merch, if you're going to wear the shirt, you need to be out and doing the thieves things. And that is something that I'm really looking forward to is that kind of hands on getting down and, and actually doing some work. Cause I don't feel like I do that part of it. Well, I'm good at, you know, dropping $20 in a PayPal when it's, uh, you know, we need to raise money for something. I'm less good showing up and, and doing the thing or finding those activities myself where I could be going out and doing, you know, more work in a community. So I feel like that's really great. Yep. And that's exactly what we're trying to facilitate. So if this sounds interesting to you, follow us on the socials, come talk to us on the 31st. Um, like I said, we've seen people talking about it. So just keep an eye on our socials and we'll tell you uh, what you can do to help. Cool, cool. All right, guys. So um, this is Show Up, Make Noise. Um, my name is Zach. I'm Rick. I'm Sam. And I'm Jake. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Hey, everybody. It's Zach. Uh, this is Show Up, Make Noise. I'm Rick. And I'm Sam. All right. So this is the most janky podcast part we've ever done because we are now sitting inside of sam's uh mazda uh outside of the last fan council because we are not going to have a chance to talk about this for weeks so um we wanted to sit down and get some general ideas about the things we talked about today so uh guys what did we talk about today uh yes so the uh the focus on the council this week uh 
really was content based. So, uh, you know, it, it's no secret that teams have apps and utilize, you know, mobile apps for as much as they possibly can. Uh, the Cardinals are now, you know, exclusive on digital tickets. The Blues are exclusive on digital tickets. Uh but one of the really cool things that, you know, City was doing and that we we really talked about was, you know, how to go in a different direction with not just the app, but how it works and what's there and how it, uh, you know, how we can in, as fans engage with the club on, you know, multiple levels and then how the club and the team can engage not just the fans, but the community. You know, we specifically in one of our groups, we brought up the NHL app, you know, the NHL has the app and then each team like has a sub page on the app. It's very vanilla. It's very boring. It's hard to get through. There's lots of menus to dig through, you know, whereas, you know, city and this team really wants this app to be unique to us. And then we got to spend the night talking about, you know, everything we would want to see, or we would want to get out of it. Yeah, in uh, in the group I was speaking with, we really got into how the app is going to kind of fill the entire umbrella for the team, uh, like Sam was saying. But also, especially, we dug deep into how it might affect the game day experience or uh, your lead up to the to the game day. You know, uh, what what you can achieve with it, what we would like it to see doing once we're in the stadium or as we're getting ready to enter or leave the stadium as individuals. Yeah, I think uh, one of the really cool things that came out of our group was this sort of, you know, waypoint based or dynamic mapping of the stadium. So, uh, you know, you have these apps like if I pull up my phone right now, you go to pull up a map of Enterprise Center. It's a it's a static just image of the map. But the stadium is very active on a game day and there are several points of entry and several things going on. So to be able and have to have the app, you know, orient itself to where you are so that the options and things that you're presented with are catered towards what's closest to you in the stadium, you know, would make everything smoother. So one of the examples was Zach goes into the stadium on the north side, I go into the south side and we can't find each other because, you know, like we suck at communication. Uh, you know, we're able to see on the map where I am, maybe ping, I can ping him and see where he is and, and we can actually meet up and make sure that we're there together. And I, I thought that level of connectivity was, uh, was one of the really cool things that came out of this. Yeah. One thing that we really discussed was like, say, being able to leave at halftime, go to the bathroom, use the app to figure out which nearby concession stand had what you wanted to drink. You can place that while you're in line and the drink's ready for you to pick up uh, with a contactless payment filtered, possibly even through the app, things like that. Yes, yeah, so just uh, just a way to streamline. Yeah. There's, there's only, you know, you get 20 minutes basically of halftime to get all of this stuff done. So like how you guys are able to utilize the app to get the most out of that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or... Uh, Maybe if you're in a nicer seat, having your tickets, which you purchased maybe through the app, then your orders are linked to your ticket. And if there's a server for your section, you don't have to input your seat number. The app automatically pulls that information from your ticket elsewhere in the app. And you can, at the push of a button, have 
a meal hand selected ingredients from uh craft Gerard craft delivered to your seat yeah we actually i just went to the the new uh, factory out in chesterfield and they had a the ability to order drinks to your seat by scanning a qr code on your seat so you didn't have to wait in a bar line you could just if you're at a seat sit there scan tell them what you want mm-hmm. in 15 minutes they bring it to you yeah and we talked about that one uh, a couple episodes ago as well as like, how do we as a soccer supporter, like in, in the supporter section specifically maximize the ability to get beer, to get food, to, to be able to have any other experience at the stadium without having to sacrifice our gameplay and our, and our game time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, my biggest takeaway and or contribution was how, we can build community uh, through an app and through what they can do potentially, hopefully with an app um, to connect, not just the content they want to push, but content that reflects every part of our community um, and focuses on um, lower league soccer to a almost granular level because there are already people that are covering that in St. Louis and, and how to support the creators that already exist uh, and the community that already exists around soccer. That's so passionate um, that, you know, can boost, you know, the tide raises all ships and, and we really build a a true community um, both inside the app and then, you know, what that can build in real world from, you know, finding those connections through the app and, and what maybe, um, the possibilities of that could be. Yeah. A lot of exciting discussions were happening tonight and, uh, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. What would you like to see from the St. Louis city app whenever it's ready? Yeah. Is there, is there something that, um, at a blues game or at a Cardinals game that you've seen that you've liked or that you've absolutely hated, you know, what is something that you wish was easier at the blues game? You know, do you wish that there was a bathroom line monitor that could tell you how long a bathroom line was, or um, do you wish you could order food to your seat or get a, you know, order a beer ahead of time and just have it ready when you walk up, you know, what are the things that you think you would be excited about or what news do you want? Do you want to hear about the Academy? Do you want to hear about coaches? What stories do you want to hear from the team? What types of things do you want from them? Because they listen, you know, and if we're talking about it or if this is silly talking about it, or if St. Louis uh, City Report, uh, no, is that right? The City Report? Mm-hmm. Is it Steve's? Not right. Yeah, and then Fly Over Footy. Like, there's all these different groups that are having these discussions. Um, and if you participate 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 if you participate in those discussions city is listening to those so it's not just us whatever group whatever you want to connect with get involved with a conversation because your input can directly impact what is happening in this stadium that's the biggest takeaway that we can give you from all of this is that if you give feedback for good, bad, or otherwise, they are listening. I think my favorite one uh, was uh, a couple of us threw out like a report button or an SOS button, you know, <laughs> for somebody uh, who's maybe causing trouble in the section. And uh, it was just the visual, you know, like the security group gets a red dot on the board because somebody reported, uh, 
you know, a, a problem fan. And then you know, just everybody in the group starts spamming. So the visual of just the, the seating board for the security group and, and Baker brought this up. It's just a giant circle of red dots around a single guy. Uh, but utilizing the app to uh, to have something like that at your fingertips, too, I thought was pretty cool. Yep. 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 So, um you feel like that's a pretty good, uh, again, there are, there are some things that we will admit we, we have signed nothing, but they asked us not to talk about so they can talk about on their own. Uh, I think we're probably going to have Caleb Leone on the podcast at some point. Um, we got a chance to talk to him. He was a really nice guy. He's a soccer guy from Birmingham Legion. Um, but he kind of specifically asked us to let him give his pitch to you himself. So we're going to respect that. And, uh, it's a, it's a good pitch. Yeah. You know, he, uh, he brings a lot of enthusiasm, uh, and he's got really good ideas and asks really good questions. Uh, he's clearly thinking very hard about how to go about doing what he needs to do the correct way. Yep. So like we said, we're going to let him do his pitch. Um, but, I guess my, my, from the skeptic, and I think everyone will agree I'm the skeptic at every group. Um, as much as I can trust somebody on first meet, he comes off very genuine. So if what he says sounds very kumbaya, give him a chance and let him see what he can do. Uh, let's let him prove himself wrong or prove himself right. Uh, I would just say, give him the benefit of the doubt. He was a nice guy and he took a lot of time to, to sit down and talk to us. So anything else? We good guys? Yeah. I, uh, man, the app discussion I think would be killer, uh, yeah. especially for the not sit there for 90 minutes and watch the soccer game crowd, yeah. what they want to see. So I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, hit us up on, on all the socials at show and make noise. Uh, what you guys want to see from an app? How would you use the app uh, to engage with the team or how should the team be using the app to engage the, the community and not just the, the soccer fans or the, the active ticket holders, but the soccer community in St. Louis. And again, stressing that they are listening. Even if it doesn't get brought up on our show, they have Twitter feeds. They're paying attention to Twitter and Instagram and all of those things. If you're saying it on your page, on our page, whatever, join a discussion somewhere. Get your voice heard. They're listening. All right. Uh, so this is the very short edition of Show Up, Make Noise from after the Fan Experience Council. My name is Zach. I've briefly been Rick. I am Sam. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Simple fact of plainly obvious to see We're gonna kick your collective posterior Of course you realize we're speaking